Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nick Wilson, Dustin Fox, it is Afternoon Drive. We are one day farther removed from the shellacking in Houston. I believe, Dustin, if yesterday was denial or uh, maybe bargaining, today was de- or today is definitely going to be depression. That That's where I am with the Cleveland Browns loss in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a tough, tough night. Um, Steelers end up losing. Um, Baker Mayfield looks amazing. They advanced to the the uh, divisional round as well. And uh, here we are. Here we are, Nick. We brought it up to right now. Um, you know what's funny is watching other, like watching a team like the Bills. That was one of the hottest teams in the NFL down the stretch. Watching them, and and I, I get it, like the Steelers were the Steelers. The Steelers kept it close for most of that game, but like, Watching them just kind of take care of business, I know it was at home, and I know I know how big home field advantage would have been to this team. But watching another team that was one of the hottest teams in the NFL go out and actually fulfill their first round, their super wild card weekend, I think that might have impacted my thoughts a little bit. And it's funny because I'm still like I, I like usually when we've gotten to a situation where a team underperforms, it is so easy, and I, I think it has happened to some degree. Like, Miles has gotten called to the carpet by some people. Um, Kevin Stefanski by some people. For me, it's mostly just, like, I still really like this team. I think I'm just bummed that I don't get to see them continue to buck the trend and continue to play football. Like, m- most years when the Browns are not in the playoffs, I can enjoy the playoffs. I, I watched the game. I watched both games last night. I just couldn't. Just, I, it, it was... I. That numb feeling, maybe that again, more denial, but it just, I felt like I was once removed. I just couldn't enjoy it the same way. I'm glad I root for two teams because at least one of my teams has left. Mm -hmm. And we had a ball watching the Bills last night. Obviously, my son was off school, and and so we uh, went out and and, uh, and watched it at a little local uh, establishment and Mm -hmm. went home and finished the game there and then, you know, finished up the nightcap. But we're so pumped about the the Bills. I mean, um, we surprised them, in fact. Oh, nice. With what? We, we uh, While he was not aware, we booked hotels for this weekend and got tickets for the Chiefs' bills. So I want to make this real clear. Yep. He was in the room. Not paying attention. Yeah. So Just, no, lo- locked into the game. Locked into the game, but he was, like, sitting right next to you, right? Yeah, and me and Sarah, like, talking, like, oh, we can get a room here. What are tickets costing? And he's, like, not even focused at all. He's your heir. Yeah. Like, I yeah. feel like this is... I feel like he can officially be passed. Like, he will, he will inherit the world from you. 
because that is the most Dustin Fox thing I've ever heard from Little Man Fox. Yeah, dude, he's just like his dad. Like he's when he's locked into the moment, he's locked in the moment. When he's out of the moment, he's out of the moment. This will prove how did he handle the news when he finally told him. Uh, he jumped up, screamed, ran across the room, and said, "Are you serious? Are you serious? Are you serious?" Um, so basically, lost. Okay, this is another Dustin thing. Like when things get really good for you. It's it, Dope, dopamine levels hit a, yeah. like an all time high. So this is perfect. I, yeah. I will say like, we'll get into more of this later in the show. I think I'm going to kind of have to start throwing my weight behind Buffalo. Cause that's, that's just a town that I, I just would love to see. And here's the other thing. I have no problem rooting for Baker either. I don't either. I mean, I, I had no problem last night rooting for Baker Mayfield. You know, the Eagles are a team that just seems like they're defeated right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sirianni in like, Six weeks lost his job. Yeah. Well, and and Sirianni's now in the same boat that McCarthy seems to be and that uh, Mike McDaniel seems to be, where I don't know that any one of those three guys are going to lose their job, but with Jim Harbaugh out there, with Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel, you could understand. Like, this isn't, this isn't Carolina uh, firing Frank Reich eight weeks early so they can get the jump start on paying Ben Johnson $15 million a year and getting a rookie head coach to say yes to them. Vrabel, Belichick, and, uh, oh gosh, oh, and, and Harbaugh should change the math for some of these teams who might be on the fence about whether to fire guys or not. And I think the Baker thing's interesting because I get that there's some fans that are over Baker. They don't want to talk about Baker. The reality is you you honestly can't assess the state of the Cleveland Browns without assessing every single part of the decision to move to, to Deshaun Watson. Yeah. The biggest being how they handled Baker Mayfield. And I would imagine at some point, the deeper they go into the playoffs, if they get to the NFC title game or God forbid the Super Bowl, I would imagine we're going to hear about how things ended in Cleveland at some point in a way that is going to really rub Cleveland fans the wrong way. Yeah, right now it it just doesn't look really that good for the Browns because a couple things, you know, just to add like salt into the wound, you know, you you got your ass kicked by the Texans, the team that you traded all your assets for. Now, granted, Deshaun didn't play, so that's that's not like apples to apples. Okay, I get that. But then on top of that, you have to watch the next day the quarterback that you ran off. And I think a lot of people really wanted to move on from Baker Mayfield, including myself at the time. Um and, and again, maybe I have to eat some crow on this because I was very critical of Baker. A lot of it had to do with the fact that he was banged up and still still try to play through it. And, and a lot of it was stuff he said and things he did off the field and things like that. But like when it comes down to, I mean, the guy, when he's healthy or healthy enough, he can make some plays. I just think it's as simple as I can be excited that the Browns just made the playoffs. I can have long-term questions about now Deshaun's health because I – Deshaun, the player, I have less questions than than some other media members here, but like I get that that's still a part of it for some people. They want to see him play at the absolute zenith of his capabilities before they, you know, give give any credence to the fact that the trade was the right thing. I get it, but and I can also look at Baker, and to me, it's no longer there goes your famous ex or you know there there goes we we want to do better than our exes. That's a society we live in. To me, it's no longer that. Because I just feel like, listen, I don't think Baker's humbled. I think Baker's the same guy he was three years ago. Um, but I do think, I think going through what he went through made him more sympathetic to me. 
Yeah. Right? Like, I, I thought when the Browns and Baker broke up, I thought both sides were being a little pig-headed. And I thought, and I thought, quite frankly, Baker gave the Browns an opportunity to move on from him. Andrew Barry didn't draft him. Kevin Stefanski didn't draft him. And that that matters. And and I think if you've seen here, Baker was the first of the we didn't meet expectations. We have a fall guy. And so I think last year it was Jadavian Clowney and Joe Woods. And by the way, good deal of those moves worked out. But my point with Baker is when he went to Carolina, and he really just, I mean, it was a bad coaching staff, bad ownership, no help around him. And then he goes to L.A., and honestly, that's kind of his audition, for lack of a better word, for the rest of the NFL, only to then have to battle Kyle Trask for the starting job in Tampa Bay. I mean, I I just, I can't help but look at that and say, man, I've had a lot of situations in my life where I was set back either by my own actions or by other people or by a little bit of both. And I know what it feels like to come through all of that. And I just empathize like that. Even if you think the guy brought it on himself here in Cleveland, which I think some do to some degree. Sure. I think the reality is watching a guy who it looked like his career as a starter was over. Then the very next year, go to a fourth team in three years and lead them to a NFC South title, and then a first-round playoff win over the defending NFC champions. Yeah, team damn near won the Super Bowl a year ago. I don't know how you don't look at that and go, you know what, man, good for you. And maybe some of that's driven by the fact, like, I, guys, I don't care that the, the season's over, that it, I'm not going into this mode of, now everything that happens that's good around the NFL, if it tangibly involves something with the Cleveland Browns, well, then it's bad about the Cleveland Browns or it's bad for the Cleveland Browns. I saw enough of that with Ohio State uh, losing in the Cotton Bowl and then Ohio State, uh, Michigan winning the national championship and how every single thing was turned into somehow an indictment of Ohio State and Ryan Day and the, the sky is falling. I don't think it has to be that. Like five years from now, we'll have a real clear decision on who won the the breakups. Houston and Cleveland, uh, Tampa, or sorry, not Tampa, but Baker and Cleveland, Deshaun and Houston, all this stuff. For now, I just, good for him, man. You know what's funny? They brought this up in the broadcast last night. I didn't really think about it that much, but like the five weeks he spent with Sean McVay may have changed the kid's career. Why? Because he went out there and he felt like he lost his confidence, lost his swag, and and they brought up the point that McVay said, dude, look, we're not going anywhere. Like, we've got five weeks. Just let it rip. Mm-hmm. And he did, and yeah. he had some success there. Like they didn't, they won. A, I think he won a couple of games. Whatever. I mean, he had that one great comeback against the Raiders, but that sort of parlayed himself into a job and co- competition in Tampa. And then all of a sudden, now, like, I think if you're a Tampa fan, you're like Baker Mayfield's our quarterback. Yeah. Well, and, and that's you know Baker's one of those quintessential guys. When he's your quarterback, you love him. Nobody else matters, right? Yeah. And when he's not your quarterback, man, you kind of hate that guy. I think we have the vantage point to kind of understand that there's a lot of good with Baker. You know what I mean? And I listen, he's he's a starting caliber quarterback in this league. There's no doubt about that. You can't tell me the guy can't start in this league and play for a long, long time. Yeah, and I mean, I I think the pieces around him are always going to matter as much as anything he does. That doesn't mean he's not a starting quarterback to what you said. And like, 
honestly, like I, I think this can be closer to a Ram situation with Jared Goff and Matt Stafford. We're in the immediacy. It could, it could work out in the end for both. Yeah. And I, I, I like, obviously, and now this is a lot about Deshaun's health, but like to me, Jared Goff was written off for dead. And that first year, what did they win? I think they won like three games, two or three games. And everyone was saying they should move on from him. And then the last two years, I want to say he's won something like 20 games, 21 games, something like that. And the guy's in line for a big contract extension. Like I, I don't, I don't. So let me get this way. I don't understand people who didn't like Baker four years ago. I don't understand people who don't like Baker now and yeah. are rooting for him to to fail. I think Baker has become one of the cool stories in the NFL as fallen from the number one pick, fallen from having won a playoff game, the first one in Cleveland in 20-plus years. Yeah. I think he's turned himself into a cool story. Is there always going to be an element of him that's a bit of a jackass? Yes, but that's also what that's makes like, him that's him. That's sort of like who he is, though. And I, I kind of think that's something that – benefits him as a person and I think it benefits organizations that he walks into I think it benefited Cleveland for a while until leadership changed and the personality in Berea changed and they put that stat up last night it's so crazy I mean the guys had eight different head coaches between interim coaches and just full-time head coaches eight and don't even get started six years on the offensive coordinators as well 216-474-0092 but there are people in Cleveland either rooting against Baker or just flat out hate that Baker's having success and the Browns just got bounced out of the play. What playoffs. do you mean? I don't know who that could be, but that sounds like a voice of somebody who really do, wouldn't like Baker and might have a take against Baker. So we kind of danced around it, and I'm not going to be a coward about it. I'll ask a question, even though it opens up a can of worms. We're that show. We can do this. Um, would you be in the same position or better? Over the last two years, if you had extended Baker and not made the Deshaun trade, I think you can certainly make the argument that you could be because you have more assets. And I mean, the team would basically be the same. You'd have Baker at quarterback, and you'd have, you know, those those first round picks mm-hmm. to add to your roster. I think it was you've paid. I think four of your six top one hundred picks. Right, because it was a first and a second, it was a first and a third, and then it's a first and a second across this year and next year. So, I mean, I I will say, I think last year probably goes a lot better if Baker's your quarterback, because I think the team's a little bit more talented. I think they had natural issues with depth and just kind of overall things that fall in line with either not having top 64 picks and not doing a good enough job early in the drafting of Andrew Barry's career. So I think last year is probably something that would look a little different. But this year, I don't know. I mean, granted that the Browns' overhaul happened because of how poorly 2022 went. But, like, I don't know. I mean, would this team, the things that drove this team, if, if all the changes are a few, what you do with the first round picks and, uh, and, and obviously having Baker here, I, I, one, I don't know how much of the locker room you would have maintained around Baker. Cause it sure felt like it was an important point where there were plenty of Baker detractors in the locker room, maybe not across the board, maybe not even guys that didn't like him, but just they were turned off by him and the melodrama with 
OBJ and with Kevin Stefanski and all that kind of stuff. But I, 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 but this year, I don't know. I don't know how you could forecast this year going any better other than to say if Baker had been your quarterback all year long, instead of winning 11 games, maybe you win 12 or 13 games. Right? Yeah, I mean, if Baker Mayfield were your quarterback against the Texans, he probably would have fared better. Yeah, I don't that, – that I don't know if it's fair, though. Just – and only because – that's not why you really lost that game, in my opinion. No, right? but but here's the thing. If Baker would have been here the whole year, it'd have been a different story. And also he he's just a little bit more mobile than than Joe Flacco. I think that's fair. I also think like any team with Baker, and I think you're seeing this bearing fruit with what uh the Bucks did against Jalen Hurts last night, where they just unloaded on him. And it was Vita Vea, it was everybody. I mean, they just consistently got pressure, which led, of course, to my favorite moment of the night, which was Jay, uh, Jay Gruden and RG3 and Brian Mitchell, formerly of the Commanders, all going at each other on social media. That was fun. But I think any team with Baker was always going to be able to go as far as the defense allowed. That's what made. That's honestly what made 2021 so flabbergasting is that that was a better defense than the year before. That 2021 defense, I think, was top 10 in a lot of key categories, and they went 8-9. and nine. So I guess the big the thing that we can't really speak to is whether Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield would have ever been able to make it work. Yeah. Because I think, you know, every time we've talked about Deshaun's fit with the Cleveland Browns, every single time, it's been, well, he's made it work with everybody else. And for a short time... I mean, Baker didn't fit what he wanted to do, and they had a lot of success in 20, and then they had a, a they, they didn't have success. Quite frankly, the offense was so awful, it held back a top-10 defense and took him to 8-9. and nine. So I think that's the part of it. Like it, It's almost like looking to your past is what can inform your future. Like That is also the conversation I'm having in my head, talking about fit with this situation, the Deshaun fit instead of the Baker fit. 216-474-0092. Given that Baker won his uh, his first playoff game outside of Cleveland before the Browns won their first playoff game without Baker, would you be in the same position, better position, worse position, if the Browns had just extended Baker Mayfield two years ago? I think I think ultimately it's probably unfair to have the conversation to the Browns because nobody could have foreseen these specific injuries hitting Deshaun. Like last year, you knew it was going to be the hit. You knew, you thought it was only going to be a six-game suspension, but you ended up with an 11-game suspension. But this year was the year that I think really, I'm no longer concerned about Deshaun being the best version of himself. I think if he could just stay on the field, I think he will eventually fulfill the promise. But now the question becomes, man, can can you get this done? Can you make this work? Rowdy on Twitter saying uh, Browns would be in the same with keeping the draft picks who would be impact players on rookie deals. Would the Browns be in a better, worse, or comparable situation if Baker had stayed and the Browns had made it work? I think it's easy to say now that you'd be, you'd be in a better spot. Um, I don't disagree. That doesn't mean it's not true, though. Right. So that's, I, again, I think, I think like, I think the Browns did at the time what I think most 
almost all NFL situations would do. And that is you didn't draft Baker, and that matters. Guys, that matters more than we ever care to admit. This is where the turnover of Haslam and having to move on from John Dorsey and the coaching turnover, it's where it really does matter in the end because when when a new era comes in, yeah, you're their guy, but if you didn't draft him, you're only your, their guy until you're not their guy anymore. And I think so now it becomes Deshaun is their guy. Can you make it work? And while we're kind of running back on, on this topic and talking about the end of the season, Zach Jackson was on with a morning show today, and he was asked – really just kind of the fallout from this loss. Because honestly, we're all, I, I mentioned at the start of the show, we're all kind of working past it. We're all trying to breathe through it, all that kind of stuff. And uh, here's what Zach had to say about moving on with his team off this loss. I was really impressed with the maturity of this team. Now we're talking about a super low bar, but I thought one of Stefanski's Hey Mel, Bry here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget just as soon as. What? Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details best things was acknowledging it and saying we're going to the Greenbrier. We're going to Philly for five days. We're going to LA. You know, Schwartz coming in and them taking a chance on Mohurst and Shelby Harris and guys who were part of that. Bringing Anthony Walker back. Like, they all needed that. I don't know. Can you replicate it? You're still going to be immature. And now, especially where the Browns are, where so many guys have gotten paid. And the number one thing that generally rips locker rooms apart are the guys who are waiting to get paid. (laughs) We'll see. I don't think one game busts you know, a team's confidence, right? But like the Browns have and are still entering kind of a new phase here. And, you know, we'll see how it goes with contracts and happiness and trying to replicate. I'm not running from using the word magic like it was. It was a really impressive effort all year round. And then Flacco's weeks were magic. And the mix of humility and experience and the big throws that he brought just seemed to bring guys together. And there was a different vibe in that locker room. There really was. So, you know, next year, are people going to be locked in and healthy or are children going to speak up and do children things? I don't know that answer. It's certainly going to be one of the determining factors in where they go, though. So there's a through line in what Zach was saying there, talking about um, the Browns culture moving forward. And I'll be honest with you, if you cannot sustain this culture 
moving forward, I think it's a massive failure by Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry. Like, I, I think you've stumbled onto something. And listen, I think from one year to the next, talk to in, in any sport, baseball, the NFL, basketball, in any sport, um, locker room culture is is somewhat of a of a moving goalpost, right? Because it's an inexact science, even though teams have actually done a lot of studying on this. But, like, when you think about this team, do you think that, that the culture side of this, the, the way that they won, the fact that it was next man up, do you think that that was a one-off, or do you think that is something that is um, almost a, a bridge moment where you can now bridge beyond to, to kind of a more significant culture where that's less of a question year in, year out? I think it's an interesting uh, question, interesting point, because I do think that you know every team is always sort of different than the team before and then the team after, but there are certain things that carry over from each team year to year. And there were a lot of positives, I think, that the Browns can take and learn from uh, from this season going into next year. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a great answer for it because there's so many different variables that factor in, including who's going to play quarterback, you know, who's going to be back. Like, there's guys that are free agents. Like, are you going to resign certain guys? I, I don't know. I mean, will there be changes with the coaching staff? I mean, I know you guys – we're talking yesterday before the show. You you felt there may be some changes coming. I don't know if that's necessarily necessary, but uh, overall, I, I mean, for for what happened and the adversity they, they overcame, I think it was a pretty positive year. I think I think it is, and I agree with you. But I think I think culture is the most important thing to replicate from this year. And I and I think, like, granted. You know, like a guy like Joe Batonio could decide to retire. He, the Browns could decide that they don't want to pay him the same amount of money. Um, Wyatt Teller is a big part of their culture. Um, they they theoretically could have a decision on his contract. You've just because of the amount of money you're putting towards guards this next year. Jack Conklin, like there are plenty of 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 veterans that could change here. But the guys that matter, like Deshaun, was a part of that culture last year. Um, Miles was a part of that culture. Like Denzel was a part of that culture. Yeah. So I guess I I think it'd be really weird if the guys that dictated the culture were guys who weren't the guys that you've gotten paid, right? Like, I, and that was honestly something that was frustrating to me two years ago in 2022. The Jadavian would have that big of an impact over the culture when you've got guys who are now in Miles and Joel and Wyatt and, uh, you know, Deshaun was different the last year because he really wasn't there because of the suspension. But Denzel, like, hopefully, like, the number one thing that's important is that those guys learned what this looks like and were reminded what it looks like. Because, like, year one, you can throw away, well, it was flukish. Well, I think there was a bit of Kevin Stefanski had carte blanche because he wasn't Freddie and wasn't just a bumbling fool. <laughs> so, to me, that was like, okay, this is the first evidence you have of what a good winning culture should look like. And then, the next two years, you get a pretty good up-close look at what a culture looks like if it isn't horrendous, if you've got good dudes, but maybe it's not a winning culture. And then this year should be the, the light bulb moment. And... If things like continuity matter the way we think they matter, if winning automatically is the end-all, be-all, well, you won, 
and this is going on year five of Kevin Stefanski, I do think like there's a big part of me that thinks that's the thing that's going to be the carryover. Even though even though you're going to have different pieces and different guys bring in different things, but like overall, culture is about the DNA of your team and being able to have that. That's why Baltimore is so impressive. They could have two bad seasons and then come out the other side, culture wins, and they go on a four-year run. And that, like, that's the thing I'm going to be looking for. Like, and and you can't necessarily gauge the team on it because that's not what Kevin does. Kevin's not a – he doesn't communicate through the media. He barely communicates at all. But you're going to be able to tell halfway into next season whether this year culturally was a one-off. And I would be wildly – I mean, I would be insanely upset if this was a one, one-off because there's nothing about the lessons learned now today – that can't inform the next four years here. No, I think that's fair. It's going to take some time to figure out who wins these trades. And, and you know, is it is it going to be good enough to have Kevin Stefanski here? I, I'm of the, the mindset that I think he he's the right coach right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not even, like, putting him on the hot seat next year. But, I mean, like, I, I was disappointed with the way the guys played and the way they, they showed up. I think it's certainly a reflection of your coaching staff when you don't, you know, you come out in a playoff game, one of the first few you've had in, you know, several decades, and that was the effort and performance and lack thereof. I do want, I do want to see proof in the next year to two that the Browns are beyond culture issues. Like Pittsburgh, guys, Pittsburgh had some cultural issues this year. They still won 10 games. So when I say cultural issues, I'm saying issues that prevent you from winning because that's what year two and year three of Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland and Andrew Barry in Cleveland looked like. 216-474-0092. Are the Browns beyond culture issues? Do you think that inevitably is the biggest takeaway from this year? I think people are putting too much emphasis on the things that make this season unique for backup quarterbacks. Um specifically the way the season went seemingly in segments, I think they're putting too much focus on that being what made this team special. I think this team was special in spite of every single opportunity across the board to to basically fall inward and collapse. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it's not a bad thing that you're going from having to start five quarterbacks this year to going back to hopefully one quarterback next year. And it's not a guarantee, and that's a real concern. But like if you if you thought the Browns going into this year were going to be a playoff team, coming off in a, a seven win team, coming off a massive change to the to the actual staff itself, the roster getting turned over, this offseason is going to be way calmer. This offseason is going to be about taking what you learned and the guys that you kind of developed this year and and just adding to it. Like, this might be your best chance to actually find a middle linebacker that is better than Anthony Walker Jr. This Because of where you kind of found some gains in the safety room, you might be able to go out and find an actual starting defensive end or a second uh, starting defensive tackle uh, across from Dalvin Tomlinson. You might be able to go out there and kind of take a big swing at wide receiver because you've already got Amari, Elijah Moore, and uh, David Bell. So maybe you take maybe try and find your own Odell Beckham Jr. as the Ravens did this year. So like 
I don't. I, I think people are focusing on well, it's going to be tough to replicate the circumstances. That's not what made the team special. What made the team special was the dudes in the locker room who had been building towards winning again, and who they kind of added the perfect guys like Zedarius, like Juan Thornhill. Um, I'm going to miss some names. I'm going to feel like a, a a bleep, but Joe Flacco. Like yes, they they. They supplemented a great locker room with other great guys. But just because it's going to look different doesn't mean it's any – I think it's so much easier to compete next year because you competed this year. Yeah, I think it does carry over. I mean, the Browns have have become accustomed to competing every year and, and kind of being at least a team that's vying for the playoffs. So it's not a mentality where it's like, you know, December comes around and it's like, all right, we're making vacation plans. It's like, no, okay, we're, we're probably going to be playing – January football that's meaningful. And I don't expect that to go anywhere anytime soon. By the way, Kyle Shanahan was just quoted okay. uh, on preparing for the Packers. And he said, we, we really started focusing on them halfway during the second quarter versus the Cowboys. That is, Ooh, that's that nice. is, whoo, man, that is beautiful. Good. You know what? Well done. So that, were, they, were they on the sidelines on their surface tablets, like looking at, at, at film? I just I just like the idea that they're like, you know what? Uh, the Packers have this one. They got three quarters to go, but let's really start digging into the Packers. That is really funny out of Kyle Shanahan. Wow. Might be a D, but that was a, that was a pretty funny move there. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.